The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, welcome into the World Cup Corner here on the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Steve Cerruti, joined again by my co-host for the next month, Paul Carr, who is the Senior Director of Content at True Media. Best soccer numbers guy around. Uh, Paul, we need a nickname for this show, by the way. I don't know, like, I, I, I called it the World Cup Extravaganza. I called it World Cup Corner this episode. Maybe, like, I believe that we will win money. Do you have any ideas? Oh, I, I like that. I like that. It's a little long, but I like that idea. I'll just think about it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I believe that we bangers. will win money is a fun thing. Bets and bangers get a little British flavor to it maybe let the uh maybe we'll get the audience in on this if you tweeted us i don't know if you have any ideas for 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 names for the episode i don't know we're just throwing it out there but uh it's a fun show today so obviously we did our last episode on pretty much all of our you know full tournament to get out of the group teams we'd like to win it all now we're going to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of all right here are the specific matchups um and we're going to basically go through all the round one matchups tell you kind of the best that we like the teams that we like stuff that we're staying away from we'll get to that in a little bit we're also going to do a, a couple of stories, quick hitters, a couple of big news stories that came out of Qatar over the last couple of days that we'll hit on as well that do impact, uh, at least one of them impacts the potential betting of how we're going to attack some of these games. Uh, we're going to do a, a quick betting 101 for the Qatar World Cup with Paul, a little lesson time, <laughs> a little school time with you as well. Um, and then we're going to close it out with our top three bets. That So we're going to pick three bets. We're going to kind of like do a competition style, like kind of how Vegas does it with the top five bets in, in the NFL. We're going to do our top three bets every single show and keep track throughout the entire tournament. Um, but first, Paul, let's start here because this was the big news last night that everyone's up in arms about. And 
Uh, it's it's just another example of kind of what we talked about. We sort of stayed out of the weeds of like how much of a disaster this like a fire fest <laughs> situation that this World Cup could be. But the news last night that Qatar has basically banned all alcohol from the stadiums or around the stadiums. Yeah, it's it's just another example of like I don't feel like FIFA actually has any control over this no. World Cup. Um, your Absolutely thoughts not. like. I don't know that it changed anything, but it's just it's just an unbelievable another unbelievable like story that just like how are we actually doing this? Yeah, I mean, Budweiser is a probably hundred million dollar sponsor Major. of FIFA for the tournament, maybe a lot more. I don't know. Uh, and on the two days before the World Cup, after for twelve years, you know, because these are questions that were raised immediately about uh, you know alcohol availability since it's not you know widely available, kind of frowned upon. There, this was immediately brought up in two thousand ten. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. It'll work. There'll be beer, all that stuff. And now we're 48 hours from the tournament and not so much. And, and yeah, you're right. FIFA took the money from Qatar, the bribes, and this is the price you have to pay. That You are kind of beholden to them at this point. And I'm, I'm sure it was, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure it was, you know, Qatar's kind of waiting to this point to drop that on them. You know, because by now, what, what can you do? But yeah, there's, I mean, you know, there's millions of bottles of beer there that, who knows what's going to happen? I read somewhere that there is like a U. There's like a, a Google Doc or some sort of website with like U.S. fans where it's places like 200 places where you can actually find beer in in the country. <laughs> of course, uh, so, there is. So it's not like officially being promoted by anybody, but right. like it's out there if you want to find it. I'm sure you can check you know, it out on Reddit. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But I, in the stadium, there will be nothing. Again, I don't know that this really impacts anything. It's more of just a again how how are we doing this and right. how is it two days before the tournament right. starts that this gets dropped on them because. I, I believe Brazil had a similar situation in uh, was it 2014 World Cup where they had a rule about drinking in stadiums that got overturned for the World Cup because right. you know let's be honest like it is it's, it's a big Cup. occasion people come in from out from all over the world to have a good time to kind of party and you know that's not what it's all about but it is kind of what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and yeah, is this the first domino in who knows what, or is it just this is one thing and we're going to forget about it in a week maybe, but it could be the first thing and. In- half a dozen things that happen over the next month that kind of make us raise our eyebrows. Are there odds anywhere of this tournament actually getting completed? Like, <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> Will there be a final? Yes, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say we there's going to be a final. That's, that's what tuned. price is always the question. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, so that's that's the kind of the first uh, thing that we'll get out of the way. The, the other real piece of news that actually impacts kind of what we're talking about is something that I think we thought was coming but weren't sure about. There was a witch doctor involved by some Senegalese doctors, <laughs> apparently. Um, and that is Sadio Mane, Senegal's basically star player, their best player, certainly their best offensive player, one of the best offensive players in the world playing yeah. for Bayern Munich. He is now out for the World Cup. He's going to need surgery on his right leg. Um, we'll get into the matchup with the Dutch, but do you does this impact kind of how you were thinking about them long-term? I mean, it has to, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't like my bet on them that I'd already made for them to win the group nearly as much. I wouldn't play that now even. I think it's like plus 490 now, and I added it plus 450. And it was plus three. I think it was down to plus 350 a week or two ago. Um, I wouldn't play them to win the group. I do think this gives you a decent value on them to advance. So Senegal to advance was like minus 150, minus 125, and now it's around at minus 105 on FanDuel. So I don't think that's terrible because while he's their best player, it is still a defense-first team. So this isn't really changing what they do all that much. Uh, they've still got that strong defense with Mindy and Koulibaly who have, haven't been in great form, but mm-hmm. still, they've been really good for Senegal. Uh, so that's still there. So I, I do kind of like them to advance at the price a little bit more now. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I like them more now, as you mentioned, because of the numbers. Like I was originally on Ecuador, now I'm kind of off of that. Speaking of more corruption, there was a rumor that the the, the Qataris had bribed the Ecuadorian players <laughs> yeah. for like seven million. I don't million think that dollars. was true. <laughs> yeah, but it speaks to the kind of stories that come out around the World Cup. 
Well, two things. One is just, yeah, stories come out, stuff happens, all this kind of thing. And we believe it. It may not be true, but we're like, oh yeah, even The fact that we, yeah, that we weren't like, wait, this can't, is this possibly true? The fact that we weren't even completely dismissing of it is is everything. Right, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to know about this tournament. I'm kind of with you. I think, I think you mentioned it last episode and I had a bunch of people hit me up who thought it was hilarious. Like the Ewing theory factor, I think is real with them. And it's kind of why I'll get to it a little bit that I'm probably staying away from that game. Uh, yep. the opener against the Netherlands and maybe some of their games going forward. I want to see how they look first. But um, before we get into the actual matchups and some of the games, why don't we do this? This is kind of like the Paul Carr betting 101. You sent me a couple of notes. That I think we're really good that we should just kind of get out of the way first to let people know because this isn't like betting, you know, the NBA or um, certainly NFL or even like the English Premier League if you're used to betting soccer. There are a lot of intricacies of betting right. tournaments like this and like what the tiebreakers are. So First thought, you, you sent this one over. Tell us why goal differential matters so much and why that yeah. kind of impacts like how you bet this tournament. If you take nothing else away from this, as far as betting the group stage goes, remember that goal difference is the first tiebreaker for getting out of your group or for seeding. Not head-to-head. Not head-to-head. Head like head head, like yeah. uh, Euros, it's head-to-head. Your UEFA tournaments, it's head-to-head. FIFA tournaments, it is goal difference. So, you remember uh, three years ago, the U.S. Beat, women beat Thailand at the World Cup 13-0 in the first game? I had no problem with that because that set the U.S. up to coast a little bit, especially in the last game when Sweden would have had to beat Thailand worse than 13 yeah. for the U.S. not to win the group. Uh, so it's a similar sort of thing now where goal difference is your first tiebreaker. And so it works both ways. You want to win by a lot if you can, and you don't want to lose by a lot. In 2014, the U.S. advanced over Portugal on goal difference out of the group stage because Portugal lost to Germany, I think it was 4-0 in the opener. And the U.S. only lost to Germany 1-0 in the final group game. And the U.S. was totally fine with a 1-0 loss in that game because they had that cushion of goal difference. So goal difference, you have to keep it in mind all the time. You'll see teams play more conservatively so they don't get smoked and you know kind of end the tournament because they lose by four goals. Uh, you'll see teams pour it on. And you definitely have to keep this in mind the final group day when there's all kinds of scenarios and motivations for uh, trying to score an extra goal or two, which can get you through or get you a better seed. You said it perfectly last time. You can't you can't win the tournament early, but you can certainly lose it, especially in the first game if you do get blown right. out. And it's why this is a perfect segue to our second point here is I was kind of interested. I didn't have the numbers, but I kind of asked you to check it out and see what if the numbers said the story that I thought in my head was true. If unders hit disproportionately in the early part, or at least in the group stage, because teams are so timid and don't want to lose early and want to set themselves up to at least have their second and third matches, be significant. Um, have you seen any trends with that? Because I feel like I've got a couple bets here. I'll get to them once we once we go through the games, and I've got a lot of unders, but I don't know. Maybe that's a fool's errand. Yeah. Well, collectively, yes. It's yeah. The numbers don't back it up over the last couple tournaments is the short answer. So thirty two games, uh, first group games in the last two tournaments, sixteen in each one. Only twelve have had two or fewer goals. So not as many as you might think. So so yeah, I would say that doesn't mean don't bet unders. I just think it means don't bet blanket unders. Uh, there are still definitely scenarios and teams here that favor the under, not so much because it's the first, sort of because it's the first game, but more just because of this is how these teams play uh, or don't play. So yeah, it's not, it's definitely a cliche that everyone's cautious early. But I remember at the 14 World Cup, it was like the most goals through those first certain number of games that had ever been or had been since, you know, the 50s when scoring was very different, something like that. So yeah, the the myth there's a bit of a myth of unders early because everybody's cautious. It doesn't, hasn't really played out lately. And the final factor of that is how 
this World Cup being in Qatar and the heat of it being, you know, 80, 90 degrees. Yeah. This is the reason it's being played in the winter and not the summer because it would basically be impossible to play it in the summer. Um, how that sort of impacts, you know, the the substitutions and how, you know, how hard teams can go for 90 minutes. Do you think, I mean, I, I almost wonder, you know, tired legs, sometimes that means there's more goals. Uh, depending on like how, what what the team is and what the matchup is, obviously it can mean under two if you're just like have two teams that are just fighting to get to the finish line and don't really want to just pass the ball around at the back for the last 10, 20 minutes. Um, what do you think? I mean, the heat playing a factor. We've saw it. We've seen it during like Euros or different tournaments where they've taken like water breaks, and I, I assume they're going to do that here as well, depending on what the temperatures are. But what do you think about that? Yeah, it's going to be a thing. I mean, and and we say you know it's going to be in the high 80s in the U.S. Different parts of the U.S. That doesn't sound crazy. Uh, but you got to remember, especially the Europeans, they're from a much more temperate climate and they don't play in the summer as far as the club season mm-hmm. goes. So you get to 85, 90 and you add five or 10 degrees for a heat index, whatever, that's pretty extreme. Um, so yeah, I, I, st- I go back and forth on how it's going to impact the game on the field. I think it favors bigger, stronger, deeper nations a little bit because whether it's squad rotation or you know you have five subs late in the game, uh, you have the ability to change the game a little bit more just to get better players. Uh, I, I do think there's going to be some slogs. I mean, there are always some slogs, but I think maybe we'll be able to pinpoint those in advance. We'd hope a little bit more, uh, especially if the game's early in the day. You know, those are obviously going to be hotter than later in the day. So just something to keep an eye on throughout this mm-hmm. group stage and really the whole tournament. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's perfect because uh, all those things sort of segue into, let's get into the group matchups here. We're going to start with Group B as we always do because we want to start with the U.S. because I know a lot of people are listening to this pod. And we'll spend a little bit more time on them as well. And we had a couple nuggets in our first pod about, you know, USA Futures and getting out of the group. And I do like him to get out of the group. I'm not super strong on it. But one of my favorite bets, I think, is going to be involving the U.S. in their opener against Wales. The the numbers to start here, U.S., they're plus 150 to win. Wales, plus 210. And the draw is plus 190. Um, I'm going to say, as I said this to you, I think, on the air, off the air, Paul, I've told this to a lot of people that I've been talking to. I really like... The USA double chance, which is basically a winner or draw for those that don't know. Um, I'm a big fan of double chances, parlays as well. And you can parlay that with the under two and a half goals. That's about minus 110, minus 111, depending on where you're at. I, I look at this, and it's just what we talked about in some of the betting 101 stuff. I think both of these teams are going to play not to lose. I, I yeah. really believe that. And I mean, certainly Wales, they sit back naturally and they're going to want to hit you on the counter. It does scare me a little bit with, you know, you've got, you know, uh, Daniel James and you've got, Gareth Bale and some of the speed that they have against Tim Ream and, and Walker Zimmerman and that, like, is a little bit terrifying because Berhalter does like to play a high line. But I, I really think that like a lot of these first games are just like kind of feel it out situations and don't don't lose the first game and knock yourself out in the first matchup. So USA double chance parlay with the under two and a half for me. If you're getting close to even money, I really like that bet, Paul. I don't know what you say about it as well. Yeah, I mean, the under is the most appealing thing overall. You know, if there are three goals in this game, I'll be pretty surprised. It's a juicy price. You're paying around minus 200 uh, if you wanted to just take under two and a half. So I, I definitely, that's, I like the idea of doing that, whether it's a double chance, whether it's a, a tie no bet, you know, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Uh, US, I kind of like the US tie no bet. It's minus 140, I believe, which is a little juicier than I would prefer. Uh, but I think the US has more attacking talent than Wales does collectively. There are lots of questions and about uh, can the US actually use that talent and score goals? Yep. Um, but I don't think Wales' defense, you know, their underlying numbers defensively are not as good as just the goals allowed look. They defend a lot. They're not great at it, but they kind of scrape by one way or another. So I don't know if they have They this. get peppered with shots, don't they? I mean, they just yeah. get... Just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot kind of, of shots, miracle that they have Decent given up shots. Goals. I mean, 
there's something to the collective defensive mentality. But I think that may be a little bit overrated for Wales. So I, I like the U.S. Yeah, whether it's a, a draw no bet, I like I like the parlay that you put together too. I'd just be really surprised if we get more than a couple goals in this game. Yeah, and I mean this this to me is I mean obviously I'm a U.S. fan. You are as well. This is like yep. I want something to root for, but I also do feel good <laughs> about this. Like you don't want to bet. I mean maybe maybe you just want to fade the U.S. and that's your yeah. thing, and good for you. Yeah. Like maybe you'll win some money. You probably will because it's kind of like, the U.S. in some ways are like you know they're like the Lakers or the Cowboys where like they're they're you know they get juiced up a little bit more. I think. Yep. The U.S. were one of the highest betted teams to win the tournament, which is insane. I, like, it just it just doesn't make any sense. They're not going to win the tournament. No. Um, but I think the other thing that I do a lot, Paul, and I, I don't know if I get the, the, the approval on you, but I've done kind of well in the Premier League with this, is I'll, I'll do like the double chance and I'll take like an under three and a half or an under two and a half or, or some sort of like, you know, obviously goal total. And I'll throw in like an over half a card or over four mm. and a half corners. And you can kind of build the parlay to some really easily attainable yeah. things to get the thing up to over plus money. Like if you throw in plus four and a half corners and a, and a card for, so just one card in the match, that's plus one Oh seven. I I'm a big fan of that. I think yeah. it just, it just kind of like, you're going to get burned every once in a while. Um, but those are really attainable things. So I, if you're going to do some parlays like that, I kind of, I would, I would kind of advise people to mm-hmm. throw those in, especially the lowest ones you can, because it doesn't really hurt. Or if you do, like, if you like somebody to win, um, you know, you can do like an over a half a goal and under five and a half. If you don't think it's going to be a blowout, just take that. Like the chances are yeah. that's going to happen like most of the time. Yeah, I like I like the idea. As a numbers guy, these national international tournaments cause trouble sometimes because I can't look as easily about how many corners does the U.S. average in a game. I mean, I yep. can look it up, but you're talking about just comparing apples to oranges when you get into friendlies and weird the qualifiers. League. And what did, what do the whatever, nations yeah. even mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's the challenging part. So, so I, I agree in principle. I like it. It's sometimes hard just personally for me to justify it quantitatively because that's what I do because I'm a dork. But I agree yep. with the principle of it. If you can juice it up a little bit more by adding that easy lighter too, it can work out pretty well. Yeah, all those are available too, by the way, on FanDuel. Um, the other thing I'll throw, I don't know that I'm going to be on this, but I think it's interesting. Nil-nil draw or a 1-1 one, one draw, that's plus 220 odds. If you just kind of like again, both teams to kind of feel themselves out. I don't know if I'll go there, but I do kind of like the price on for that. Both, I don't think that's for that both bad. of those lines, for you both, get both of those, of those lines happen. for two twenty. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, that's. I mean, yeah, because if you bet draw, you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, I guess it's basically almost the same price as draw. You're, you're getting a little bit better. Like, chances are it's not gonna end up in a two two draw. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's worth getting the slight bump for the chances that for losing the two two or three yeah. three sort of option. Anything else before we move on? Not from that game. Um, I'll throw out a funny a note. The last five U.S. World Cup openers have all had a goal in the first 10 minutes. Yes. Yep. Which, look, that's mostly irrelevant because um, it's none of the U.S. players are here and Wales hasn't been there. But um, I don't know. If it happens, that'd be pretty wild that it just keeps going one way or the other. Yeah, I remember there's a couple Clint Dempsey ones, right? I believe there's, uh, there's been a few ones one, over the years. Gave up one to Czech Republic in 06 right off the bat. Scored against Portugal in 02 early on. And I think that's something you can bet. So, hey, if you want to take a flyer on it, yeah, go right there's ahead. There's usually goal in the first X minutes, 10, 15, yeah. whatever it might be. Uh, all right, let's move on to England, Iran. You had sneaky, like you think Iran could potentially get out of this group at plus 400, I thought. So I don't know if this is the, the chance to really back Iran against the team that is heavily favored to win this group. Yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, again, this is another one where I'm like, I kind of lean towards the under two and a half goals. So mm-hmm. in- England to win and the under two and a half is plus uh, 146. England's a team that they get a lead and they sit on it. It doesn't matter who they right. play. So, yeah. like, if, you, if you're going to take England, I kind of like leaning that way as well. Like, England's yeah, not going to, I don't think they're going to lose this game. Um, so that's kind of right off the top of my head. I, I kind of like that bet as well. I don't know if I'll, if I'll hammer that home as one of my best bets, but I do think that is a good play. Yeah, I think that's not bad. I mean, 
it's will England actually come out of its shell even when they have a lead? No, they probably should because you can hang three or four goals on a run. You're in pretty much you're almost you're through already. Through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Southgate hasn't shown the tendency to do that. They have, it's, and it's weird to me because they have their strength is in their midfield and attack. Like they have so many players that are really good at, at attacking. Uh, but they play defensively because defense is their weakness. So they're a little more cautious and everything. So yeah, it doesn't quite make sense to me that that's how it is. But like you said, that is how it is. So yeah, I'm not, I have a Ron to get out of the group. I'm not rushing to play this game with that uh, bet on them getting out of the group already in hand. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be England here. If it's not, then this, if England doesn't win this, then this group is just going to get turned on its head and be great. It's not coming home again. A, 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 a couple <laughs> stats here for this that I think backs up as well. Every England group stage game at Euro 2020, so last year, went under two. Um, yeah. In fact, they won two games, one nil, and the other one was a nil-nil draw. And Iran only gave up two goals in total the last World Cup group stage they were in, and that was a group with Spain and Portugal. Right. Um, Iran likes to sit back and hit you on the counterattack. England's not really going to let that happen. I, I just, I think this has underwritten all over it. Yeah, um, I agree. So, so... Interesting one there. Let's move on. This is Group A here. This is the opener of the tournament, Qatar and Ecuador. Um, as I mentioned, there are some <laughs> potential bribes being thrown out there, so I'm kind of scared away on this one. Uh, yeah. Qatar plus 220, so not terrible. I, I do think this Qatar team is underrated. I think they're a decent team. Uh, Ecuador plus 135, and the draw is plus 200. Um, the question is, will Qatar get the host country bump? A host nation has not lost their opening match in the last 18 World Cups. Now, obviously, this one's a little bit different circumstances. They are not a traditional power. Usually right. they go to bigger countries, Germany, Italy, wherever that, you know, are, are obviously heavy favorites. Um, do you think, are you buying into that at all? Or is that just kind of like one of those stats that doesn't actually matter? It's something. But yeah, most of the time, I mean, there's really only been four or five teams that have hosted and not been traditional powers. It's like, I mean, it's the US and Korea and Japan, South Africa, Qatar, not a whole lot beyond that. Um, I mean, yeah, just Sweden, Switzerland back in the day, but whatever. Um, it's something. This game to me is a stay away just because yep. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like they have home home field advantage, I think. Do they? I don't really know. You know, it's not like uh yeah, I and mean, there are not a large number of people in Qatar that don't have a long soccer history to build the fandom. Yeah. I don't know what it's gonna be like. I, I just I have no idea. There's just a lot of unknowns here. Maybe after we see uh Qatar play one game, and they're not terrible. You know, we saw them at the Gold Cup in Copa America. They're not, you know, they're not a threat to make a deep run, we don't think, but they're not. I don't think they're the worst team at the tournament. So yeah, this is a stay away for me. The other group, in, or the other game in this group, is another stay away for me. This is Senegal. Uh, they are facing the Netherlands. Senegal is plus five fifty. Netherlands minus one uh, one eighty. The draw is plus two eighty. Um, Netherlands are on a, on a fifteen match unbeaten run. I, I just think again, your Ewing theory thing scares me here. <laughs> the Senegal yeah. team has, still has a lot of guys. I'm I'm not betting anything on this game. I don't think I am either. I mean, if anything, I'd probably lean towards Senegal, getting half a goal, about plus 140. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from this. Just, yeah. Plus 550 theory, is no a lot. I mean, that's an interesting price. I mean, that is, that is. is a significant price. Like, it is kind of enticing, yeah. but then I'm like, are it, they just baiting it, me into doing this? Like, it you know, really is enticing for a team that, you know, I still think is the second best team in the group. And, you know, had, had them making a run before losing Mane. It is, it is a pretty tempting price there. Yeah. But uh, I think both of us are probably probably safe to stay away from that one for sure. Uh, group C, let's move on. Mexico, Poland, one of the best matchups of, of the opening round for sure. I mean, this is one of those ones where like winner pretty, feels pretty good about, you know, them getting through and the loser might be out uh, depending yeah. on what other things happen because that's an, a group of Argentina in it, which we all assume is going to win. Um, I, I, We both like Mexico to get out of the group. I think I kind of yeah. like, I lean Mexico here. They're plus 175, Poland plus 180, the draws plus 200. Again, I'm going to go back to the well. 
double chance. Mexico or a draw parlayed with the under two and a half. I don't think Poland has anybody to get Lewandowski the ball. I, I don't. They have like a, you know, Zelensky's a good midfielder, but they don't have much wide play. Um, defense is a little shoddy and old. I don't love that. But on the other side, Mexico, I mean, Jimenez hasn't been the same since his head injury. Obviously, Chucky Lozano's a talent, but they're still missing some guys as well. I don't know that either of these teams are really firing on all cylinders offensively. And it's going to be one of those pragmatics, just kind of like, all right, let's not lose this kind of game here because both teams know what's at stake. So I do kind of like the under. If I had to play a side, it would probably be Mexico on uh, the double chance. Yeah, similar thoughts. Um, not a whole lot to add to that one. Mexico, you know, four years ago, they beat Germany in the opener. It was a 1 0 type of game, and you know, they played for that 1 0 type of game. So it might be the same sort of thing here. The other side of this uh, of this matchup is Argentina versus Saudi Arabia in the group. Argentina, massive favorite, a minus 650. Saudi Arabia, plus 1,600. The draw is plus 650. Um, this one is interesting to me, Paul. Like, I think Saudi Arabia is, is not a great team, but nope. I think they're going to sit back and just try not to get destroyed in the first game. And it's one of those ones where I don't know that Argentina is going to come out guns blazing either. Do you have a lean on this? I like Argentina a lot here. Uh, Big or just in general? Like, I... I I would take them to cover two and a half at like plus 140, plus 145. I just think, I mean, the hot take. Argentina is way better than Saudi Arabia. Yep. Uh, and again, they hang three, four goals here. They can kind of coast through the rest of the group stage. And I just think this team, again, I think they're the best team at the tournament. And this is going to come out, make a statement, give herself some cushion. I think Saudi Arabia is in the bottom three-ish teams here. So yeah, I like Argentina a lot. I'll take the two and a half goals just because I think they'll hang three or four without too much difficulty. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes. All that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Saudi Arabia lost 5-0 to Russia in the opening game of the exactly. 2018 World Cup. So like this is this is a situation that could be potentially similar. Right. Um I I was looking at both teams to score no because Saudi Arabia has only scored three total goals uh in their last five matches. They're just I mean they and that and that wasn't against great competition either. Yep. Um Argentina on the other hand has in the last five matches has have won by an average score of nearly 4-0. It's like 3.8 no. I think they're 14 to, right. to nil essentially. Right. They just put up um, three four goals without it's in their sleep. I yeah. yeah. I kind of like both teams to score no mm-hmm. over two and a half, which is yeah. plus 220. Essentially, you're saying Argentina 3-0 or more to win. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a pretty good. The other thing I, I kind of wrote down, but you've, you've sort of talked me off the ledge on this one. Um, Argentina to win 1-0, 2-0, or 3-0 is plus 110. But I'm afraid of like that yeah. blowout factor. Yeah, I am too. I mean, 
yeah, you can we can point at different games in World Cup history where once the gates open, I mean, Germany beat Saudi Arabia 8-0 in 2002, I think it was. Argentina beat Serbia, was it 8-0, 6-0, something like that. No six. It's just these games where just the wheels completely fall off. Could be one of those games here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay away. Maybe you do both teams to score no over one and a half. It gets a little bit down and you still feel comfortable with maybe a two no or better or better yeah. win for Argentina because I just don't think Saudi Arabia is scoring in this game, period. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see if I, I have that one of my best bets at the end of this thing. Let's move on to Group D. Denmark, Tunisia. Denmark minus 220. Tunisia plus 700. The draw is plus 310. Right off the bat, Tunisia is not a bad team. I'll just say that. They got blasted 5-1 by Brazil in their most recent game. But before that, they kept seven straight clean sheets, including a 3-0 win over Japan and 2-0 over Chile. I, I, I It's kind of a stay away from me because I, I do think Tunisia is not awful. Um, the double chance for Tunisia is plus 170, though, Paul. If you really do like them, that's not a, that's not terrible. But I don't I don't know. I don't feel strongly enough. Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've watched a ton of Tunisia games. But like I do know right. that they have they've, they've performed well as one of the African teams kind of year in, year out. So I don't know. Any lean here for you? I mean, I lean Denmark one way or the other. I also have again, I have a Denmark win the group future. So I'm not necessarily doubling down on it. Although, you know, if they're going to win the group, this is the game they pretty much have to win uh, to get through. So, so yeah, I, I think they will win. Uh, they're not really probably going to blow Tunisia out of the water like an Argentina is going to do against Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's just not Denmark's nature. They have questions up top about scoring goals. It's one of the, the biggest holes in the team. So, yeah, I'd like them to win. I like your idea, you know, again, of Denmark win, take the under with it as well, and parlay that to, mm-hmm. I think you have like minus 110 or so. Uh, that's, not, that's not too bad because Denmark, again, isn't going to, hang five or something like that very easily. So that's not a bad play. Yeah, Denmark to win and the under three and a half parlay is minus 110. So that's that's a pretty good price right there. That might that might have sneaked into the best bets later. Um, the other game in this group, I don't know if we have to spend much time on this. France, Australia. I think Australia is one of the worst teams in the tournament. Um, yep. And France, arguably on paper, is one of the best teams in the tournament. Um, I, I think, I don't, I mean, I looked at it again as, as the France 1-0, 2-0, or 3-0 win is plus 135. Uh I don't know that I love that. I, I don't know that I put a ton on that, but it is kind of interesting to me. Thoughts on uh, thoughts on any of these bets from you? I just don't trust France on the whole. I mean, I think they're going to win. I'm not betting against them here. Uh, I'm not betting on them. I just think there's so many injuries. You hear those rumblings behind the scenes. It's also it's just France. They France up these tournaments. They, you know, they either make a big run to the final or they go out in the group stage like they did in 2010, just about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm staying away from it, but France would be my lean if I had to go one way or another here. Uh, really interesting group. Let's move over to Group E. This is Germany. Japan is the first matchup. Germany minus two sixty. Japan is plus seven fifty. Draw plus three seventy. Stay away from me. I've seen a lot of people that like yeah. Japan, though, Paul. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're it's a solid team, and we saw them handle the U.S. relatively easily uh, a month or so ago. Uh, I am not putting money on Japan in this game, but I'm not putting money on Germany either. I just think Japan can probably keep this tight. Uh, Germany, who I like, I have a future on them to win the tournament. Uh, but this is just a, a little bit of a question mark. Germany's still sorting a lot of things out. They have so many attackers trying to figure out how to fit them on the field, but not leave the defense completely exposed. Uh, so yeah, this is a stay away from me, but yeah, I kind of lean Japan. Getting these prices, I mean, 750 for a win, 370 for a draw is pretty big for a team that in Japan that I think is solid. You're gonna get you're and you're gonna get some upsets, and we'll we'll do this a little bit later where we pick our our, our favorite, I guess, upset pick. Um, of of the round one games, I don't know if this would be it, but it, again, it's a, it is a great price. This next game and in, in the other game in Group E to me is a complete no contest. It's Spain versus Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica might be. I talked about Australia. I think Costa Rica might be the worst team in the tournament. Yes. Spain minus six fifty, Costa Rica plus nineteen hundred, which I believe is the highest uh, of any team. 
and the draw is plus 600. Again, to me, this is a non-competitive game, but I do think Kaylor Navas is the reason this might not get completely out of hand. I like Spain Spain minus one and a half. Uh, it's minus one twelve. I yep. I think they win this two 0 in their sleep. Um, and I I certainly don't think Costa Rica scores. Yeah, no, I mean I would I'm trying to remember, find the number I got at, but I played Spain minus two and a half. It was plus one forty, wow. plus one forty five, uh, something that range. It's, I mean it's the same thing. Navas is the only uh, you know high caliber player on this Costa Rica team right now. He could keep it close, but this Spain team is not a tiki-taka possession team like they have been in recent years where they will get up a goal or two and just sit there. Uh, they will go at you and keep it going. I think Spain games may be some of the more entertaining games of this whole tournament because they press. Uh, it opens up things at the back, but they're, you know, they don't mind winning 3-2 to two, or in a case like this, 3 or 4 nil. Just like you have a future on Germany, I have one on Spain, I think uh, plus 750. I, I, I think the team's awesome. I think they're really primed. It's just going to be kind of like which team, as we talked about in the first episode, which team is going to get on what side of the bracket. Um, you kind of want to be the runner-up in this group if if, if all things mm-hmm. fall the way that they should. Uh, let's move on to Group F. This is Morocco versus Croatia in the first matchup. Morocco, some, some like actually legitimately world-class players. Uh, they're at plus 330. Croatia, plus money, plus 105, which I thought was interesting at first glance. The draw is plus 210. Um, kind of a stay away, although I do think Morocco seems to be kind of like a trendy pick in this because we talked about it in the first episode, Paul. We were knocking Belgium for being old and just kind of like, I don't yep. know if they still have it anymore. I mean, yep. you kind of can say the same thing about Croatia. I think we just trust a Croatia a little bit more, but they are long in the yeah. tooth. A little bit, yeah. Their defense is young, though. Both center backs are 25 and 20 from Leipzig and I forget what the other guy plays, but good young center backs that I think that's the difference between Croatia and Belgium, really. So, yeah, I, the, getting plus one on a Croatia win is pretty tempting here. and That's the way I would go uh, if I did anything. I kind of send, I tend to agree with you. Like, I think, again, there are going to be upsets, but in, in this Morocco team is good, but I don't know. I still think Croatia is probably the team in this group that I trust the most. I'm not going to fade them in the first game uh, yep, of the tournament. Yeah, I Belgium, have Croatia to win the group future yeah, as so well. You're, so you're staying away yeah, from that. Just sitting well. on that right now. This one's the interesting one. I've seen a few yeah. people sprinkle in the Canadians here to be Belgium. Belgium is minus 195, Canada, uh, Canada, Canada plus 500, and the draw is plus 320. Um, Belgium's old back line versus Canada's counter speed. I, I mean, I would be terrified. Jonathan David, obviously Alfonso Davies. I mm-hmm. like Canada double chance at plus 145. And I like Canada plus two parlay with the over one and a half. I think there are going to be goals in this game. As much as I don't love Belgium, I still think they could score. Uh, yeah. And that's plus two, uh, plus 120. I, if I'm fading Belgium, as we talked about, is not making, you know, plus 400 to not make it out of the group, plus 1600 mm-hmm. to finish last. I kind of feel like I have to back it up here by taking Canada ball. I like the candidate double chance too, or plus half a goal, you know, whatever you want to call it, same thing. But you're getting like plus 145 on that. Um, yeah, there's the chance Kevin De Bruyne is Kevin De Bruyne and puts up two or three goals and creates them one way or the other and Belgium runs away with this. But it, I just have a hard time seeing that back line of Belgium. Again, for Tongan, I think it's 35. Out of Rail is 33. I have a hard time seeing them uh, keeping Canada out of the back of the net. Um, unless, you know, Belgium can try to hang out on the ball the whole time, but Canada's okay with that. They'll let you putter around midfield. We saw them do that to the U.S. in qualifying, where the U.S. had a huge percentage of possession, but shots were basically even, and Canada had the best couple of scoring chances. Uh, That's what they're going to try to do here. They're totally comfortable. They don't have to change what they do. This is often a problem with the U.S., where in qualifying, you are the dominant team on the ball, and you're the best team in the region, except for maybe Mexico. And then you come to a World Cup, and you're not the best team. You don't have as much of the ball, and the U.S. doesn't always have a second... Uh, way of attacking. Canada is fine not having the ball. They love to counterattack, so they're going to be very comfortable 
against this Belgium team. The only question is, you know, you're on the global stage for the first time. Is that a thing? I don't think so for Canada. So yeah, I like the double chance of the plus half a goal, uh, minus 145 also. Let's move on. Two more groups left here before we get to our best bets at the end. Group G, Brazil, Serbia. I've talked about in the first pot how much I like Serbia. Brazil is minus 230 here. Serbia plus 650. The draw is plus 350. Complete stay away from me. I don't have any leans here. I'll be rooting for Serbia. I think it could be a blowout um, because I think Brazil's that good. But I also think Serbia is talented enough where they can keep it interesting. I just I don't really have a great lean here, Paul. Yeah, neither one of these games I have a, a real strong feel for. Um, and Brazil's going to get through. We talked about how they've won every group since 82 and advanced every group since 66. They're going to get through one way or the other. Uh, but Switzerland, Cameroon, Serbia, all three I think are, are not that different. Uh, Cameroon's got a lot of attacking pieces they're trying to figure out how to put together. Uh, the, they've, as, they've been uh, pretty defensively minded in general. So I don't know that that game's going to get out of hand either. But yeah, all these games are stay away because I don't have a good feel for what Serbia, they kind of know what Switzerland's going to be or Cameroon. Yeah, Switzerland, Cameroon, the Swiss are minus 140. So, you know, significant favorites. Cameroon plus 480, the draw 240. Like maybe the under, but I, I don't have anything strong on that. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and, 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 you know, stamp the table for that one. Uh, last group here, which is, again, another really interesting group. Portugal, Ghana. Portugal minus 300. Ghana plus 850. The draw is plus 370. Stay away from me, too. I've, I'm Both of us were kind of down on Portugal. I think there's a chance they don't make it out of this group. Uh, I... I'm not going to really lay anything early on. I'm going to kind of wait and see what happens. But uh, anything from you here, Paul? Lean under in the Portugal Ghana game. Uh, you know, it seems like it ought to be high scoring, so you can get a decent under price on two and a half, like minus one twenty. Uh, I lean that way just because Fernando Santos, Portugal's manager, has never shown any real indications that he's interested in utilizing all that attacking talent they have. So until then, I, yeah, I'm going to lean under in Portugal games just because, just like England, that's the way they play. And exactly. so under two and a half seems pretty realistic. And minus 120 is a little bit of a better price than I expected. Last matchup here, Uruguay versus South Korea. I've seen a few people kind of sniffing around South Korea here just because of the matchup. They are plus 420 to win. Um, it's, I don't, again, I, I like Youngman's son. I, we'll see him with the mask. It could be kind of an interesting thing. I think the, the styles of these teams, I mean, you could say the Uruguay team is a little bit slow and they're, South Korea does have some attacking guys on the counter, especially Sun. Double chance for South Korea is minus 105 if you potentially like that. Uh, again, this one's another one stay away from me because I do like Uruguay and I like him to win the group. So I'm just going to kind of sit back and see what happens. But thoughts on this one? Yeah, not a lot here. Um, I mean, plus 420 to win is, I mean, any number like that is pretty tempting for when you're not talking about one of the bottom feeders of the tournament. And I don't think South Korea is that. So that's kind of tempting, but I'm not going to touch this one either, I don't think. All right, so let's get to the final. I guess this is our closing round questions here. We'll do our best bets just at the end. But first, I want to know, what's the game you're most looking forward to in round one? Germany-Japan. Uh, if Germany is going to be Germany, like we kind of expect slash hope they will be, this is the game they need to go out and win because you've still got Spain looming, so you want to get these three points and, and get this group off to a relatively comfortable start. We think Japan is pretty decent. I think Japan could make some noise in this group. I think they get a point off Spain or Germany. Uh, so, yeah, I want to see what they have, if they are what we think they might be. And, yeah, that's the most interesting game to me because that's going to dictate a lot of how this group goes the rest of the way, too. Definitely, definitely a good one. I went with Belgium-Canada just because of all the things that we talked about. One, I think the matchup is fascinating between, like, an Asian kind of team and uh, the counterattacking Canadian team that's really fun and Canada's not they're just not afraid of anybody we saw that in CONCACAF qualifying mm -hmm. I don't think that's I don't think that's not going to happen when they get to the World Cup um Jonathan David is in just blazing form that guy is going to be on a, on a massive club any day now or any transfer window now because it seems like 
going to take a lot of money to get him out of there, but he's going to be going somewhere soon. And Alfonso Davis, obviously, we know about him. Laren's great. I, I think they're going to give Belgium a ton of trouble. And I think this could potentially be like a 2-2, 3-2. I think this could be maybe the highest scoring game of all the ones uh, in round one. So give me Belgium, Canada there. And, uh, and I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, how about this one? Your favorite underdog to win outright? Yeah. I'm just, based on the prices, I keep coming back to Senegal at plus 550 to win the game. <laughs> it's a good price. It is. Yeah. Uh, again, we know Mane is out. <laughs> but again, the defense is kind of the backbone of this team. And they've been tested in qualifying and Cup of Nations this year. So at plus 550 for, I think, is a solid team to beat. You know, the Dutch are good, obviously. They have more talent. They expect to win, blah, blah, blah. Plus 550, just such a great price for a you know, mid-major to knock off one of the big boys. Don't hate it at all. Um, I went with Canada. Again, I think Canada <laughs> plus 500 to beat Belgium. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's in the cards. I, I really do for all the things that I said before. All right, let's do this. Let's do our top three bets. Um, we're going to keep track of these. We're going to keep score for everybody staying at home um, throughout the entire tournament. I'll let you go first, Paul. Give us your three. So we touched on this, but I'm taking Argentina. I will lay the two and a half goals at plus one forty-five. I think it was. Yeah, the the basic logic is very straightforward. Argentina is really good, and Saudi Arabia is not, relatively speaking. I think Argentina just lays it on them and wins by at least three. Uh, my first one. I'm gonna well, let me just tell you then. I'm gonna go Argentina to win over one and a half goals, and both teams to score no. So essentially, you're saying Argentina win two nil, three nil, four nil, five nil, whatever it is. That's plus one hundred five. I'll take that yep. to the bank. All right. Uh, my number two, I'm taking Canada getting half the goal or the Canada double chance. Uh, that price was, let me go back to my book, 140-ish, 145. Counterattacks there. Talked about it in the segment. I think Belgium's vulnerable. Uh, I think they will struggle with Canada's speed. So I'll take Canada getting half the goal. I will be I'll be trailing there all, the entire way. I've got, for my second bet, I've got Spain minus one and a half goals. That's minus 112. Like I said, I think Spain sleepwalks into a two and zero win here. I really like Spain this tournament, and I, I, uh, I think that yeah, you know, they're not always known for like their most attacking talent. I mean, striker is definitely a question for them, but I just yep. think this Costa Rica team is trash. So, sorry yeah. to the, the Costa Ricans. I know it's con- I'm supposed to have some Concacaf pride, but I don't here, unfortunately. Yeah, well, and that's my third best bet is t- again just like the Argentina bet. I'm taking Spain to cover the two and a half because I think they will go for it. They will not be fine if they're up two 0 They're going to go try to find another one. So I think they will take it to Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica again, might be the worst team in the tournament. I have a bet on them to get no points in the whole thing, uh, given the yeah. tough group that they're in. So I think Spain lays it on them, uh, wins a 3-0 type of game. So Spain minus 2.5 plus 145. All right, my last one. A little bit of a homer pick is what I mentioned right at the top. I have to stick with it, Paul. I have to. I'm going to take go. the, US, the, the USA yes. double chance. Yeah. Under 2.5 parlay, minus 111. If you want to root for the U.S., this is the bet that you should make. Like this is the you, there's 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 not enough juice, and I think well, I mean, I guess you could take them out right. I don't feel comfortable enough to really do that. Yeah. I think this is a much better use of your money. You're basically getting even money to say that they don't lose, and it's not a high scoring game. I I think this is this is probably my favorite bet of of the entire weekend, and uh, you know, so that that means it'll probably be like a three two U.S. win, and I'll, right. and I'll somehow yeah. <laughs> it'll somehow go over. It's gonna be three two at halftime or something, and yeah. no one's gonna yeah. have any idea what happened. And roll Gareth Bale and Pulisic hat tricks. Let's go! Right. There we oh, go. It'll be amazing. Can't <laughs> Should wait. Be fun. All right. Well, the, like I said, Paul and I will be back. I think we'll be back on Wednesday because we're gonna do the show before Thanksgiving, um, and we're gonna kind of preview the round two games. We'll go basically through cycles every four or five days. Whenever the game sort of recycle, we'll have new bets up for for the new matchups. Um, but before I want to go, before we want to say goodbye, Paul, you had this really interesting idea that you were telling us um, before the show about kind of how if you don't have you know, if you're in a state that doesn't have uh, legalized sports betting and you want to find a way to like have some money or have some juice on some of this, the games or teams in this tournament, 
you have a draft idea of these teams. Tell us what your friends do. Yeah, so I got a couple couple different things here. Everybody does an NCAA tournament pool, whether you really know what you're doing or not. Uh, so this is kind of in that vein. Uh, obviously, you could just fill out a bracket, which is something. But uh, friends and I have a draft where we just draft the teams. In my case, you have five people. You have a snake draft. You can do an auction as well. Everyone ends up with six teams. So there's two teams left over. And then scoring system for how many points you get. So in my case, you get a point for every group point that a team gets. Two points for winning the group, one for advancing in second, and then five points for each round you advance after that. So you're, you know, your winning team ends up around 30 points, uh, trickles down from there. So yeah, it's just a way, you know, you could do the same thing, drawing names out of a hat if you wanted to. I've seen people do that just to, you know, just to get some sort of rooting interest in the tournament. And another option that I've done in the past is just goals. So you basically have a goal scorer's draft. And, you know, you each get whatever it is, five guys, 10 guys, and whoever has the most goals by the Highest end of the number. tournament. Yeah. You know, very straightforward. So some very simple things, but, you know, we're all looking for rooting interests, especially outside of the U.S. when other games are on. Easy way, either, you know, find a way to get teams for everybody or goal scores for everybody. Uh, turns it into a lot of fun when you find yourself uh, randomly rooting having rooting interest in Qatar, Ecuador in the first game of the tournament or something. Exactly. That's what we want. We just want reasons to like have a rooting interest in some mm-hmm. of these games. Like obviously it's fun to watch and the atmosphere is great, but like, all right, give me a reason to also pull for some random country that I've never even, you know, that, I've, that I don't know anything about other than the fact that they're in a World Cup this year. So yep. I know what I'm doing in the group chat later with the buddies. So I appreciate that, Paul. Um, all right. So like I said, we will be back on Wednesday to uh, basically do round two of the group stage as well. We'll, we're going to, we're going to recap obviously USA Wales too, and then preview what is the big one, which is USA England on Black Friday, which should be, just an absolutely massive game. Oh I'm just hoping. I know. I'm, I'm just hoping. Listen, I'll take a draw against Wales. I will absolutely take yeah. a draw. Against, I just oh, want to be relevant absolutely. for as long as possible. So right. we'll be back. We'll break down both of those games. Um, I want to thank uh, Paul, obviously, for hopping on here. Uh, we'll figure out a name next week. Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> see what you like. Maybe I believe that we will win bats or money is, is a good one. Um, but we'll go from there. I also want to thank Stefan Anderson for producing this podcast. And uh, we'll, catch you, we'll catch you on Wednesday.